0: Hello, all, and welcome to episode six of the Chirpin Yodis podcast. I am your half-vaccinated host, joined by, by me as always,
1: we have Stathead slash Professor Grandy. I'm a man oh. Chase, and it's. Oh, uh, what's that? Oh, oh I said hello. What's
2: going uh, anyway. on, boys? Pretty good, going well, going well. Yeah, been a minute since we've convened uh, with everything going on in everybody's lives, but uh, happy to be back and talk some. Coyotes Hockey here with you boys.
0: Oh, yes. Very excited. It was a good break we had, but I'm glad to be back. What'd you you guys do on break? Anything fun? Exciting?
3: Oh, man. Let's see. So, the reason we had to to suspend the first week we uh, recorded the pod was the night we were supposed to record as, as I'm driving home, the frame on my vehicle snapped. So, been working on getting a new car ever
1: since. So, yeah, you know how you know how fun that is. Oh yeah, I'm I'm jealous, very jealous. I just uh, worked and played a lot of Monster Hunter,
0: and just started up setting up school stuff. You know, the usual fun, fun and
1: games.
2: Yep, I uh, hung out with the kids, and then um, obviously started a new job, so got, got that going on, everything, learning that, so it's been, it's been interesting, you know, definitely, I like my, my new gig, the good schedule, good hours, so no weekends, which is always a plus.
1: Always a blast. All right, so we've had a, I'd say, a good amount of games since our last recording.
0: Uh-huh a roller coaster of emotions, some good, some bad, some bringing out the alcohol, some not. Um, do you guys have anything uh, I guess to add? What do, you, what do you guys think of these last couple games? What are your thoughts,
1: concerns?
3: I mean, for me, as far as it goes, I think these I think this stretch of weeks has just <clears throat> proven what we've kind of known already. We're a mediocre team. At best. It's just, it's it's who we are. We win against the teams we're supposed to win against. We lose to the teams we're supposed to lose against.
1: if we play
3: absolutely perfectly, we can hang with them for a stretch. But it requires an absolutely perfect game. It just, it goes back to the whole story of we need more talent on this team. It just, we have too many holes, we have too many weak spots. A goal, uh, yeah, it's just, we need more talent on this team.
0: How yeah, was that game? Then we go. We went to stretch. What's going on? like what, like one goal? Or something like that? In like a game or whatever it was? A couple weeks ago, and I've slept since then. But it was something just absolutely abysmal like that. That is just, oh my goodness, the alcohol flu that night.
2: Yeah, but it was a rough stretch of games, for sure. Um, you know, it's it's the same old thing, though. I mean, obviously, um, you know, we don't have that crazy elite goal scorer or, you know, anything like that. So it's tough when the when the team's struggling, um, you know, to, to put the puck in the net. It's not like, you know, we can turn to one guy who's always got it on or anything like that, kind of having to rely on multiple people to come through and kind of, uh, you know, dig us through here. You know, just off the top of my head, I mean, obviously, um, a little bit further back, Keller had a streak of games where definitely thought he was the most noticeable player on the ice. Um, You know, then you had uh, Kessel turn it on for a little while. And then, I mean, as of late, just because it's, you know, obviously fresh in my mind, you got that young young stud that we called up bunting that just been a breath of fresh air, whether it's, um, you know, just sitting in front of the net, getting deflections, getting screens, getting, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, he's been a breath of fresh air, obviously fun to watch and, um, you know, it's it's, he's got a good game. It's something that, um, you know, like Grandy and we have all spoken about, it's, you know, something that the team has kind of lacked and. Uh, you know, like kind of that bigger power forward type game, and you can see him out there. Like, I mean, he doesn't—he doesn't care. He's you know talking crap with Reeves, and um, uh, you know, all gets good, goods all sorts of stuff. As um, and yeah, you know, I'm I've just been impressed with him.
1: Hanging with the big boys for sure.
3: Oh yeah, Bunting's been a real, real nice. Breath of fresh air. I think it goes to show you that in his press conference after the trade deadline, GMBA mentioned Bunting six times during it. I mean, what he's brought to us has been huge. It's been needed. It's been it's been what we've needed all year, and it helps us. It helps us by giving us at least another guy that can play top six. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Because we can't keep the, we can't expect him to score at the rate he's scoring right now, obviously. No. Uh, I don't know if he's top six long term, but it's nice to have right now, and it's nice to have that going into the future that we have that we have another piece to add to the puzzle.
1: Most
0: definitely, especially with uh I mean, I guess we've all kind of said it before, a rebuild definitely kind of looming overhead in the horizon here i'm glad to see that we have a piece like that nice and hat trick too that's a him and phil kessel scoring hat tricks pretty close together so
2: yeah that was fun of, i enjoyed that hat tricks freaking jacob Chikren man he's he's one that i oh, yeah. forgot have to mention but He's been on a tear, and you know, you, can, you can just oh, see yeah. him progressing and growing into an amazing defenseman in this league. I mean, he's putting up huge time on ice numbers. He's putting up goals, putting up assists, putting up points. Uh, you love you love to see it.
1: Oh oh yeah you, okay. So I thought you cut out, I was like, oh wait, oh,
0: okay, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, like you said, I mean, I think he's hungry to become elite, and I think he's hopefully a piece we keep and becomes maybe a future captain, maybe? Will it into the universe? Maybe? Maybe?
3: Maybe, but no matter maybe. what, he's the best player on this team. Um, he is the cornerstone of the team moving forward, and he is the one guy who, no matter what happens, should not in any way, shape, or form be traded. Doesn't matter what we're offered, short of it being a one-for-one of a top player in the league.
0: I definitely agree there.
3: You need a guy like Jacob Chickren to win in this league today. It's just, you need that number one defenseman who can do a little bit of everything.
1: So, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. That's true, and uh, like I said, I mean... I just like that
0: you uh, and Phil Kessel kind of showed up again for a little bit and then kind of quieted down, but we can just leave that part out. Uh, Jacob Chikrin really showing up. And then we have having Keller, what is it, defending OEL? Was it last night night before? I've slept since then. Uh, that was pretty big. You know, I know the uh, fan base kind of doesn't give him the love he may or may not deserve, and I just want to know what do you guys think Keller would have to do outside of maybe saving the world from aliens
1: to get some love from, this friend, uh, from the fan base? Excuse me.
3: I mean I've been I'm a bigger Keller fan than most and I'll admit that right off the bat but it's it's frustrating to me to watch watch Keller get hate for something when if Garland goes and does the same exact thing he gets endless praise and endless love and I get the contract situation it it is a thing it is a thing but that's not something Keller has control over at this point. He's signed the contract. It's done. Move yep, forward. I ink is done. He has been either the best or second best forward on this team all year. Um, and I know he's in the middle of a cold streak right now, but Garland just got off of a month-long cold streak. I mean... You know,
0: those trade rumors didn't help, for sure. I think that got into his head as well.
3: And... His line mates, I mean, Keller is very, very rarely on the ice with other good, skilled players. Again, Bunting comes up, Bunting looks amazing, Bunting gets pushed on Garland's line. Keller and Kessel have amazing chemistry for three-game stretch. They go cold for one game, Kessel gets taken off of that line. Keller doesn't get the same respect, the same treatment, or not, the respect or treatment that he deserves. And Carlin's always going to be a fan favorite. I'm not trying to diss Garland. I'm not trying to even talk shit about Garland here. It's just offensively, they are two very similar pieces. They are two very similar styles and production levels, and you have one player that's a fan favorite and one player that's the fan kicking stool, essentially.
0: Besides OEL, he gets a lot, too.
2: Well, we're yeah. just we're
3: talking forwards here, so. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, Kels, I mean, obviously, like you touched on, the the contract, I think, does play into it. Um, you know, he, he is signed to the long-term deal, worth a decent amount of money. And, but, um, you know, like, I mean, t- to me, I feel like people, um, when you kind of reach that contract status, I mean, it's, it's, that's what kind of what it all kind of draws back to me is is when you're getting paid that much, um, you know, Keller's always been streaky. Like, I mean, th- there's times where he, you, you just can't stop the kid. And then there's times where he just disappears. Um, so I, I think. You know, probably a lot of the frustration from the fan base kind of stems from that streakiness when you know his his uh, uh, cap hit and and dollars paid and everything like that's where it's at. I think that's what frustrates people. I am unbiased in, in the Keller um, thing, like I, I mean, I love to watch him play. It's awesome. I, I've never hated on him or anything like that. You know, I've, I've wished it. Um, You know, he's a little bit more consistent and and whatnot, but, um, you know, that kind of goes back to Grandy's point as well of, uh, you know, look at the line mates that he has, you know, outside of, you know, the period of time where he was consistently playing with Garland and Spaltz there for a while with that uh, number one line that we had put together. Uh, it's, It's like a mixing bag of, you know, what he's got. So, I mean, he's played with fourth liners, third liners, second liners, first liners, and you know, there is no
0: consistency there for sure. I definitely agree with all that. I think that's kind of why I can give talk it, just bring up talk it because it's kind of a similar thing. He gets a lot of hate too, but it's also like, what does he have to work with, really? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, what is he? What weapons does he have? What I mean, when you have Austin Matthews and you know Ovechkin, all these great players. I mean, yeah, it's pretty easy to be a coach. You know, it's pretty you have the top premier players that just can score on any freaking given second and then you have us who just doesn't have don't have that uh, whatever it is those pieces and so like keller i mean if he doesn't have any good blind mates like well how's it really fair he can't do everything he can't be a center and two wingers at the same time so i definitely agree to that and it seems like i may win or lose this bet it's still kind of i guess i'm still in the race for winning the bet but i hope i want to lose it just because i want keller to do well i do want to be more like you said definitely consistency that is definitely one of his. Uh, Big issues. You know, still young.
3: And if you you listeners aren't in on the bet yet, what it is is at the start of the season, Tyler and myself bet a six-pack of beer that Keller would reach at least 15 goals and 45 assists. Uh, Or not 45 assists, 45 points, which... If you extend that through an 82 game season, is 23 goals and
0: 64
3: points? I think it was what it came out to be exactly.
1: Something like that. But essentially, what I would say—oh, kind of cutting out. Sorry. Um, okay. No problem. But that's the other thing with Keller too is
3: I think people forget how young he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Garland is 25, Michael Bunting is 25, Keller's 22. He has three years of growth still before he's even at the age that those
1: two are at. I mean, you're not done growing as a hockey player at 22. It's what
3: we've talked about on this pod before. His contract has the potential of being
1: good still because he has several years of growth ahead of him. And, yeah, uh, it runs through it's deal. Prime. yeah it does well pretty much get the best well i mean the best on
0: paper years i guess you could say or the best predicted years because it's prime and the espn
1: deal is coming so the cap will go up so hopefully it won't be as big of a hit later on it went quiet there you guys doing okay we're still
0: connected so good.
2: Yeah, sorry, I was on mute.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, no problem happens. We got some new recording software listeners, so we're kind of working the bugs out as we go along here. So bear with us. Um so I guess just to use that as a segue, um we I'll bring it back. The my frustrating pick for the uh Mount Coyotes more poll has been completed for a good while now actually uh grandy if you want to go ahead and list out the results for us
3: okay so for the C- mount coyotes more we have shane doan jeremy ronick and keith kachuk as the locks those were three guys all three of us agreed on that were on the pole that were on the mountain and i don't think you can really argue against those three guys at least as of yet so then Now, the real debate begins at that fourth option. There's a lot of good options out there. And then there's Antoine Vermette. But we'll get to that later.
0: (laughs) Jeez, I try to be different. I try and shake things up. What what do I get? What do I get? Laughed off my own podcast. Laughed off our own podcast. Come on. (laughs) Jeez. my,
3: My choice for it was... Nikolai Heavy Bulin, who won with forty-four percent of the votes.
1: Not Boulin a big deal. Wall
3: stud. When the coyotes were at their best, he was a phenomenal
1: goalie for us.
3: My early days of coyote's fanhood centered around the
1: Bulin wall.
3: Chase Tomlinson's choice was as Teppo Newman,
1: who came in second with 31%. Teppo was the perfect defenseman, man. I mean, good defensively, good offensively, did a little bit of everything. Just
3: that perfect, built-in-the-labs defenseman. The forgotten captain. <laughs> the forgotten captain, the captain between Kachuk and Doan.
1: Poor guy deserves yeah. so much better.
3: In third place. Antoine Vermette with 19% of the votes because hey. Tyler threw people off.
0: Ah, uh, no, I would never do that. I'm too broke. Are you kidding me?
3: Um, Antoine Vermette was a good two-way center. <laughs> at the time here. He was a really good player, and he was a personal favorite of mine, too. I mean, he was a fan favorite.
1: There's no doubt about that. Um, but not on the mountain, The Tony James added...
3: Dave Tippett to the poll, which hmm. I thought was a phenomenal addition. He yeah. was my choice. It, for me, I was debating between Javi Bulan and Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett. Dave Tippett coached some bad teams, man. He coached some very talent-lacking teams and did things with them.
1: Oh, yeah. He
3: was a legend as a coach. Hockey the hard way.
0: All those dang taglines we've had through the years. Oh my god, he lived through those too.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys have anything to add about those or anything to comment?
0: Not your dad's original six was a really bad idea. Whoever in the Coyotes media decided that was a good one—that was I don't know who who thought of that, but <laughs> that was just not. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sorry if you're listening, but holy crap. Not a good one. But no, I mean, I put Antoine Vermette because it was a personal favorite of mine. I really enjoyed when I went to, uh, I actually checked out a game in Dallas, sat behind the bench, just getting to see him interact with Don and all that. I just, I don't know, really won me over. And I was like, why not put him on a mountain forever? And it's different. And uh, the usual, you know, tempo and all that stuff. So I was like, why not? And I got blown out. So, you know, it happens. No picking. I'm only crying about it.
2: Yeah, I think the poll pretty much ended up how I thought it would. Hobby Bullen um, is definitely an awesome choice for sure. Dave Tippett's definitely a great addition for all the reasons stated beforehand. Um, gosh, man. Yeah, the, I mean, we don't have like a crazy long list of players that you can put up there or people that have impacted the franchise, but I don't think you can go wrong with really many of the answers, to be honest.
1: No, and there are
3: great names that were left off the list. I mean, OEL for the amount of hate that he gets. He's going to own all the defenseman scoring records by the time he leaves. Even if that's this off season, he's damn near the top. Yeah, um, he's also a captain, and he's also been our longest tenured Coyote. He deserves a place up there as well. He deserves at least consideration to be up there. You have. Yeah, took us the furthest in the playoffs that any other team, any other goalie ever has. You have Martin Hansel, who for years was the best center this team has had outside of Jeremy Roenick. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Verby. Verbata. Mm -hmm. Ray. Awesome. The list goes on and on about guys who either had a huge year while here, like Ray Whitney or were just franchise mainstays like Radim Verbada who are always steadily around that
1: twenty to thirty goal mark. Hockey the hard way. Yep. But you we don't, don't have that big fourth name that's a
3: guarantee to be on there.
0: That's it that was a fun yeah. question. I I like this poll question. That, that was a good one. I definitely like that one. It's a lot of fun. Definitely. You know, speaking of just nicknames, uh so when I I was in high school, senior in high school, when the Coyotes made that glorious run, and a coworker who had a nickname for probata and I like it. I wish they could have somehow made it stick, but he called him with cheese because, you know, chibata with cheese. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I, I just thought it was a good time.
2: Yeah, it's pretty solid, and, you know, that, that shootout move that he does definitely has cheese on it for sure.
0: Oh, for sure, but it works. It <laughs> Work in our favor.
3: The fact that the Vork has the reverse for Bata is awesome.
0: It is.
1: Good homage to the past. I will never Love get it. sick of things either. Nope. I can watch that all day on repeat.
0: So I guess to I guess go into some maybe I won't say depressing, but some different news. Uh, we were kind of quiet at the trade deadline, which to be honest I kind of thought we would be just based on that Craig Morgan article. Was it like last week or a couple days ago? Time is an illusion to me. Um, I, when he kind of just based off what Bill Armstrong was saying, I, I kind of figured to be kind of quiet. And I was hoping for something, anything, uh, besides Kajula getting let go on waivers around that time. Uh, but guys, what do, what, do you, uh, what do you think?
3: I just think that no team stepped up to the plate and gave up what we were looking for for our guys, in which case, for our first time GM. Do you really want your first trade deadline to be where, oh, hey, yeah, yeah, you know what, fine, we'll just sell them off for whatever we can get. That sets a bad precedent going forward for how other teams are going to approach you to do business. Um, it's just, it's not, it's not a good look going
1: forward. And the fact of the matter is, is we are in the playoffs, too. All three of us are on board with a sell-off.
3: But if you sold off Alex Goligosky, who has been our second to third best defenseman all year, as painful as that is to hear, I'm sure, if you sell him off for a fourth-round pick, what are you telling your fans? What are you telling the team that is currently in a playoff spot or was in a playoff spot at the time of
1: the deadline? Just that's a good I mean, point. We all wanted more draft assets. We all want more draft capital, but that's going to have to come in the off season. It'll I mean, interesting off a, I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't think
3: it was a good thing. I don't think it was a bad thing. It's just it is what it is.
1: So your score out of ten? Would you say five, six, four?
3: Well seven to eight i mean it's kind of hard to judge something where no movement happened but it's also the fewest amount of trades happened over the 24 hours of the trade deadline and then in the last 15 years the fewest amount of draft picks got moved than in the last 25 years i mean it was a dead trade deadline folks there wasn't a lot of movement all around it's just and we didn't have the one thing that made trades possible in a salary cap room. Um. Speaking of going back to the Alex Goligosky for a fourth, how do you go forward to tell your owner, hey, I'm going to trade Alex Goligosky, we're going to get a fourth round pick, but we need to keep half of his salary. Can we do that?
0: Yeah, no, definitely not worth it.
3: Yeah, it's just it was a rough it was a rough trade deadline for all those reasons and it was we all knew it was going to be quiet. I think we all expected some moves, but it is what it is. No moves happened and it's unfortunate that we picked a rough time to go into and start another
1: rebuild with the flat cap with the pandemic with uh, the expansion
3: draft that's coming off season with all of this going against us right now. It's just, it, it is a tough
2: time to start a rebuild. That's why, yeah, my... for sure. I agree. Grandy. And um, I'd even kind of consider this to be, I don't know. I don't want to say win, but definitely something around there. Just because I think the last thing that any of us wanted to see um, is, you know, selling off assets. Um, for essentially scraps, which is um, from all reports that I've read, is you know offers that we we're receiving um, for that, and then also the second thing that I definitely didn't want to see happen was okay, so we're stuck in this um, you know uh, mediocre kind of fringe playoff battle. I was very hopeful that we didn't see us trying to add something, um, you know, to kind of push us over the hump to get into the playoffs. And, um, you know, I think there's enough distance now between third and and us that, you know, I mean, I don't think there's any way ever we'd get out of playing the Avalanche. I mean, barring that Vegas overtakes them. But the last thing I wanted to see was us give up, you know, a, a package for, you know, a player that thought that maybe they could, push us over the top and get us that fourth seed for the playoffs for sure um that's you know obviously we're in the situation that we're in and that I just feel would make things all the more worse and kind of prolong what we've been kind of calling for since the last bubble playoff series against the Avs so um, I do kind of look at it as a win. It's hard to score, but I'd, I'd be right there, probably about a 7 or 8, all things considered, as well, boys.
1: Yeah, sounds like we're
0: about on agreement then, just kind of no news is good news sort of thing, and I, I don't know, it's going to be interesting the rest of the season. Let's hope, and I think the offseason especially, I mean, I think it's going to be really interesting. We have a lot of contracts up and all that good stuff, so it's going to be going to be fun. I can't wait to see how that unfolds.
2: Plus, well, pretty just... much, I mean, kind of. It feels like we just added bunting, even though you know he's been up a couple times before. But that was obviously a huge shot in the arm for for the boys, and um, you know, I'm excited to see more of him. Excited to see more of what Peterson can do. Um So I'm 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 for you know staying put and you know kind of letting this thing play out.
0: Yeah, might as well. I think it'd be kind of weird to do anything else. But uh, so let's just say that Mr. Alex Morello says, hey, you're the GM now. And let's just say, for sake of this weird question, the NHL decides to extend the trade deadline a week.
1: What do you try and accomplish in that very, very short amount of time with the GM keys you just were given? Give me a second. I mean, as fun as it would
3: be to say... All the same issues are still there. So let's also say it's a seller's market and teams are buying, buying, buying. It's not what we've just experienced this past trade deadline. Um, Because th- that makes it no fun. I mean, essentially we'd be going to the same exact scenario where we're looking at selling Goligoski for a
1: fourth. So in a fun scenario, I go Scorched Earth. You sell it all.
3: I sell everyone.
1: Do you keep the kitchen I, sink? I
3: keep Chikrin. I keep Aiden Hill. I keep Keller.
1: And I probably keep Garland unless someone knocks my socks off. Um, And I do
3: everything in my power to get first round picks. I concentrate more on the 2022 draft than I do this upcoming draft because this upcoming draft, you have a lot of players that haven't played a full season. You have you have a lot of question marks about this upcoming draft. And while it would be nice to get more sh- more lottery tickets, more chances to draw one of those studs from it, it's not as of sh- it's n- your scouting will not have as sure of a list as it normally will whereas the 2022 draft is both a great draft and you'll go back to a relatively normal draft. Everybody in it will have played a full year, etc., etc. But that is what I do. And then, as I said in our chat, my last day there, I named the team the Arizona Phoenixes just to piss Tyler off.
0: But I do think that a Phoenix is a cool mascot. Whether it be a good hockey mascot or not is to be seen, but I think a <laughs> Phoenix is a really underrated mascot or logo or whatever. I mean, it's cool. A Phoenix, I mean, we kind of need to do what a Phoenix does, rise in the ashes.
3: It's more because of our disagreement over whether the team should be named the Arizona Coyotes or the Phoenix Coyotes. But
0: I yeah. get why it's named Arizona Coyotes. I totally get it. I totally understand, completely, utterly understand. I get it, and I've gotten used to it. But I think Phoenix Coyotes just sounds really cool. Maybe I'm a stickler at my old age of 27, but I really dig it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just that old man yelling at the cloud again, but it's fine.
2: I like it because it's literally like the backwards of Phoenix, Arizona, the Arizona Phoenix. <laughs>
0: <laughs> on brand, baby. On brand. Good stuff. So, what about your GM moves, Chase? What do you What do you got for us? The keys to the castle are yours. You're gonna sell the, everything in the kitchen sink. You're gonna Try and make some of the moves. What you got for us?
2: Yeah, I've, I'm firmly in the the scorched earth boat as well. Um, you know, I mean, for reasons that you can revisit old pods and and listen to us talk back and forth about it. Ooh, nice, uh, nice know, plug. It's uh, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just what needs to happen, really. I mean, um, I'm hopeful, obviously, that it'll get going in this off season, but that remains to be seen. But yeah, I mean, I might even, oh man, I, I might even throw Hyde Dvorak into my um, players that I'd like to protect, but I mean, you listen, a se- he's a centerman, I would definitely listen, he's probably on another team, he's probably third line center, probably ceiling of second line, um, and, you know. I'd listen, but I'd I'd be hesitant for sure. Um, you know, it's it's a struggle to get signed in here for some odd reason. We just <laughs> never seem to have the top ones, or obviously enough of them. Um, you know, so yeah. I mean, try to gain as much capital back as we can, obviously in the form of picks, and just kind of go full, empty the clip, and you know, let's let's reload with some new and hopefully improved ammunition that'll you know take us a little bit further
1: i
0: definitely like i said i gotta stop going last maybe i should go going second or something so i don't sound like i'm just parroting um i agree i mean i think i'd pretty much i'd even sell the kitchen sink i mean yeah, i'd listen to every offer even for someone like keller if it was something I, I doubt it would be with this contract but yeah i mean i think it's unfortunately we just got to completely strip it and rebuild it. There's, you know, it's kind of like the Jenga. When you're starting to get up there in the rounds, it's time for us to start a new Jenga game. I mean, bad knowledge aside. Uh, do, do you guys think that maybe if, let's say, Ronta and Keller, or Keller, excuse me, Kemper were healthy, do you think maybe we would have moved them now or would we have waited? Because I know, I'm sure that the Leafs may have wanted Kemper or somebody like them would want him. So I just want to know what you guys are thinking about that.
3: I think we would not have moved him for the same reasons. Maybe maybe we move Ronta if he was healthy. Maybe he's more available. Maybe teams are willing to pay more for them. We definitely don't move Kemper, though. Because, one, Prositov isn't ready. As much as I love the guy, as much as I think he's a future in net... He's not ready. He needs his time in the AHL and we need to be able to send him back down. Um this isn't good for his development what we're doing for him, hanging him out against the Oh yeah, Avalanche and Golden Knights. But yeah, I just I think I don't think we would have moved either of them unless
2: we could have gotten a second or third for Ranta. Yeah. No, oh, sorry. Good. No, no, you're good. Um, I, I'd be on the same boat. I I could see maybe Ronta being moved, but, um, you know where the market was so interesting. Like, you know, some teams seem to find the the diamond in the rough and get a haul back for players. But uh, you know, Kemper is one of those that if you, if you're moving them, you, you better get a damn good return. Um. You know, I mean, he's he's an elite goaltender. Obviously, he seems to be fighting the injury bug these last couple of years, but he's uh, way too valuable, way too skilled um, to, you know, just kind of get eh, value for. So it's, it's got to be knocking out of the park. But on the topic of goaltenders, I just kind of want to give Aiden Hill a pat on the back. I mean, he's came in, stepped up. Um, you know, obviously, there's a couple games in there where, um, had to get the string pulled on him, but I mean that's that's going to happen with the with the workload that we forced him into, and I think that's obviously um, you know because Ivan is not quite ready yet. But even even when he's coming in relief, you know, poor guy uh, just got his first start against the Avalanche, but his first ever NHL appearance was in relief against the Avalanche, and then the second appearance is against the Golden Knights, and it's just like man, this guy cannot catch a break. <laughs> of the probably the two teams I would hate to face the most uh, coming in as a fresh goaltender like that. But, uh, you know, hats off to them. They've definitely showed that, you know, they they are capable and are the future for sure.
0: Definitely Aiden Hill and uh, Ivan are learning to swim in a frigging tsunami storm. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely Aiden Hill playing his heart out, though. I really enjoy watching him play. I definitely think he is the future. Uh, so that's why when Kemper goes, I, at least I'll know I have Aiden Hill to cheer for. Uh, so, just going back to the GM thing, um, unless, Granny, you have any
1: extra final thoughts on our last topic? No. Okay. No, I'm good. Okay, cool. So, I was just thinking, I'm change it a little bit. Uh, is there any moves
0: across the league that you guys liked, disliked, uh, or jealous of, anything like that? Uh, I'll just come out. with my... I'll go first this time. Uh, although I understand the reasoning, I really do. I get it. You guys know where I'm going with this one. I'm sad that Anthony Manta is traded. I get why, and the haul is amazing.
1: I get it. I'm not upset, but I'm also like, damn, I liked Anthony Manta a lot. Well, but... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that was going to be my first list
3: on the moves that I loved. But, yeah, no, I understand where it comes from as a fan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I really like watching him play. But again, the hall, I can't help it be nice. I mean, it'd be happy. Excuse me if I can talk tonight. Uh, it, it's good for the future. I, Stevie Y is definitely going to turn that team around in a couple of years. So the memes can only last for so long, it seems.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think just from. You know, a standpoint of interest, I guess I would call it. the The Hall deal was interesting to me. The return that Buffalo fetched from that's uh, not overwhelming, and I believe they even retained salary. So that's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see him with the bees. See what uh, see what can happen there. Um, didn't really see him going there. I figured he he would land somewhere else, but uh, you know, I guess that's the best offer that came Buffalo's way. Or I think I read something about like that was the team that he wanted to go to, and I think he had a couple options. But um, just because obviously we we took a run with him last year, and obviously seeing him play in Buffalo this year, if Buffalo was terrible, but. Uh, You know, he didn't do great there after thinking that he was going to sky soar and like way high with Eichel. But uh, it'll be interesting to see him on the Bruins for sure.
3: Could two trades I want to note as the team I think came out of this as the clear winner was the
1: Columbus Blue Jackets, man. I mean, we just talked about all the reasons why. Picks didn't get
3: moved, players didn't get moved, or why returns were less. And the Blue Jackets got first-round picks for two players I didn't really think were worth first-round picks. I love Nick Feligno and I love David Savard. They're great players. But seeing some of the names that went and got what they got, man, getting first-round picks for them? That's got to come away as a clear, clear win for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Until totally a spaced huge... that Foligno
2: one, man. That's, that is definitely a good one.
3: Yeah, I mean, and Feligno's going to do great for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's exactly what they need with that power forward who can finish. Yep. Um, and who's a fantastic defender. Feligno's defense is incredibly underrated. It's just, again, Columbus with the lack of first-round picks that got moved. I think only three got moved this, uh, this trade deadline, and Columbus got two of them. That's, that's amazing. That, that should be a note, that should be applauded, and Columbus fans should be happy as hell.
1: So should Leafs fans, though, too. You got, like, what,
0: like six former captains on that team now? I mean, you have all the leadership and playoff pieces you need. Well, it's the Leafs, so who knows, but...
3: Well, no, and I mean, and I'm not saying this as uh the Leafs the Leafs did what they had to do. They paid the price because they wanted this guy, and they wanted to make sure nobody else would pay that price the lightning paid the price because they probably got the best defenseman that got traded on the trade deadline, so they paid the price that they knew that they needed to pay for what they needed, but again. Taylor Hall got a bad second-round pick, a late second-round pick. The Coyotes essentially got more for what di- for Derek Stepan than what the Sabers got for Taylor Hall. Yeah,
2: and they got your mind first.
3: <laughs> they got a first each for David Savard and Nick Foligno. It was a phenomenal job by Columbus and a great shot in the arm for their rebuild.
1: So. The- would Jackson be a wagon realize, in ten years? Five
0: years.
3: <laughs> years. Kinda of makes you realize just where J jo- uh Chica left us.
1: Oof, because we oh had
3: nobody we could turn around and trade for that. We had no expirings that we could turn around and trade for that. We have no long term contracts we can turn around and trade for that. I mean we're having to we're talking about how if we want to get a first round pick we might have to move Conor Garland, and that's it. That's the only
1: way that we think we could get a guaranteed first. That's scary. Most definitely. Chico left us in a really, really fun spot. And it's,
0: well, I mean, I, I do have full faith in the new GM, though. That being said, I think uh, hopefully he's got a good vision in there. Looking forward to talking to you boys about it. But um, any last trades news you guys like before we get on to the pool party?
3: Like I said, I like I liked the Red Wings getting a first and a second for Anthony Mantha. I mean, Mantha's a good second-line winger on a good team. But man, getting a first and a second is
1: a landfall. Oh, yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Outside of that, there was just pretty quiet ground yeah,
3: the league. With no real no real moves that stuck out. I mean, I'm shocked at some of the names I got for thirds and seconds. Goligosky probably would have been the third best defenseman traded if he had gotten traded. So the wow. fact that I didn't get enough
1: to trade him Jeez. Stuck. Tough market. Yeah, but that's just that's just how it goes sometimes.
0: It be like that sometimes. I definitely agree. But like I said, it's exciting off season. I'm definitely gonna be watching that one pretty closely. And uh, Grandy, you ready to put on your what do you call it, professor specs, and get on with the pool party?
3: Yes, I am.
0: Alrighty, well, yep. take it away, sir.
3: And welcome to the third edition of the Prospect Pool Party with Professor Grandy. Today's edition is going to be on our newest signee, Ty Emberson. Talk about—we talked about how good it was for the Leafs to get former captains, and I fully believe that adding former captains to the mix is always a good thing. That's exactly what we're getting in Ty Emerson. He was a captain of the Wisconsin Badgers, one of the best college hockey teams this year. He's a strong-skating, decently physical, defensive-minded defenseman that shoots right-handed. You all know at this point how valuable that right-shot defensive defenseman is. He's, like I said, he's more physical than most people would take to... Most people realize he's not ever going to be that offensively gifted, but he makes a good first pass out of the zone. I am really, really excited for Ty Emberson. I am really excited to see his debut with the Roadrunners and see how he does.
1: He should be a good one. He's not going to be that superstar that... Everyone
3: knows around the league, but actually, (laughs) a really good comparable for him might be David Savard, where he's a right shot defensive defenseman who does his job and as a result is highly valued by both us and the league as a whole. You need guys like this to win, and that is what we are getting, I believe. And Ty Emerson.
1: So pretty good pickup for us then from uh college boys. Yep, I think he was,
3: was he a third round pick two years ago now? I can't remember what pick he was and when we drafted him exactly, but yeah, definitely. He's definitely a definitely a good addition to the team and I'd probably expect him up about the same time Soderstrom comes up. So maybe not next year, but the year after.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you maybe hyped up over him. I saw the news and I knew you'd be able to report on it. But another question I have for you, Professor, if you don't mind. Uh, recently, as I'm sure most listeners know, Josh Stone signed with, uh, officially signed with ASU. Just want to know what your thoughts, Professor, if you don't mind elaborating on that for us. As,
3: yeah. as uh, I'm sure you guys are already aware of, due to being in the same group chat,
0: <laughs>
3: I'm all over him. Um, I am extraordinarily excited to see him bring his physical, indecent offensive game to uh, ASU. I am really excited to see him in Tempe. And I have a small... All inkling of hope that the Coyotes draft him. It might be tough right now. He's kind of projected as a mid-third In this year. You don't know what this year. You don't know what that means. You don't know what projection means. That mid-third means he could probably go as high as a second, and he could go as low as a fifth, sixth. But seeing Doan as a Coyote again would be special, and I believe. Josh Stone brings a game that's worth it even without the name. I wouldn't mind seeing us trade down with one of our second round picks to acquire an additional additional picks and use the trade down to draft Josh Stone.
0: And just to have the captain coyote's son would only be good for Arizona hockey all around. I mean, he's a native Arizonan He's an ASU kid. I mean, it'd be fantastic for every, all parties involved, especially us music, as good as you say. It,
3: one of the things, me and my dad actually had a recent discussion on this because we were talking about Garland on the trade block and how devastating that would be to the Coyotes brand and to Coyotes fans all around the world and how even, how as a new GM, how could you recover from that? And I threw out that, you know what? If I was in that shoes, if I knew I had to trade Garner Garland to recoup assets, what I would do is I would make absolutely certain I came out of the draft with Josh Stone. Because that would be a huge PR hit. That would be...
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely.
3: It would be huge. He would be instantly be... Craig Morgan, on his questions, He whenever he throws out the questions for his oh, yeah. podcast... Half of them every single time would be about Josh Stone.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And Spit and Chickles would be good with him, too. I'm sure he'll get on there as well with his dad being on there like, what, three or four times already? Oh, yeah. What about you, Chase? What are you thinking of uh, the recent Josh Stone signing and uh, our other friend here from said Wisconsin?
2: Yeah, I'm excited to to see, uh, obviously, Doan. Suit up for maroon and gold. I'm an ASU boy through and through, so happy to see that. Um, and I, I do agree. Obviously, um, you know, if we could somehow come away with uh, Donan in the draft, it it would be awesome. Um, you know, obviously, his name carries weight, um, and been a grew up here. So, I mean, to kind of play at every level. For your hometown state would be something awesome, and I, I do agree it would be um, you know such a hit with the fan base and uh, everybody around this. It. it might even overshadow like if Granny said, you know he slips a little bit into the second or third, he that that draft pick would probably overshadow all the picks before you know for us. So uh, I think everybody would be most excited about donor donor son being here.
1: Donor Jr. Well, I guess not really Jr., but Donor 2. Donor 2. Donor 2. All right. Well, with the prospect pool party coming to a close,
0: I will now present my question of the week, which this time I gave a hint about. It wasn't the best hint, but hopefully it's a decent hint. It's going to be. So let's say, again, you somehow keep getting the keys to important positions. Uh, You're the, how do you call it? the commissioner of the NHL, you had to put the 32nd, se- 32nd, if I can even talk today, 32nd franchise
1: somewhere. Would you keep it in Seattle, or would you put it somewhere else? Where would you guys uh, put it? 32nd franchise. So this is keeping the...
0: No,
1: s- no so more Kraken.
0: Yeah, the Kraken no longer just being dedicated to Seattle, wherever you want to put them.
1: I'd keep them in Seattle, man. Seattle deserves a pro team. It definitely deserved one over
3: Vegas. I was kind of shocked they gave Vegas their one first. But that's a a money thing. That's definitely a money thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, I'd keep it Seattle. I like the Kraken. I like what they're coming up and doing. They're going to screw us goaltending-wise in this upcoming draft, but that would happen no matter where they're
1: at. I think Seattle's a good fit, and definitely, I think that's it's Seattle, man. There's no ifs ands or buts. It's it's Seattle. Well, you chase. What do you think?
2: Ah, uh, yeah. As much as I hate everything Seattle, just because of like the Seahawks and my Cardinals, I'd have to say I, I think Seattle's probably the best spot for him. You can make an argument for another Sun Belt team, you know, like Houston, but I'm so sick of hearing Houston relocation rumors that that's kind of around it for me. I hope they never get a team.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Same. Um,
2: but, uh, you know, I, I think Seattle will do good. Um, you can't, I mean, bigger markets, I was trying to come up with, you know, to put another team there. I mean, you can't really go close to New York. They've got three teams. You can't really. Go anywhere near California. They've got their fair share of teams. And I, I, I just think Seattle's probably where it's at. And then, um, you know, I know some Canadians, uh, you know, would like to see Quebec return and all that good stuff. But I I think Seattle's probably more, like, I, I think that's going to be a stronger uh, place to have a team for the league going forward for sure.
1: I definitely,
0: I like the Kraken. I like their colors, their aesthetic. I think it was a really cool, different mascot. Kind of like, you know, us, look at our Kachina and all that. But honestly, I think what I would do, just because I am, I guess, the devil's advocate, I guess, I would actually say, you know what? Quebec, since you guys keep talking about how much, oh man, Quebec has this, and it's this NHL-ready this, NHL-ready that. Okay, fine. Take 32nd franchise and see where it goes. Because, I mean, they've already moved to, what, Colorado, right? So I would just try it. So you'd call it a bluff. Obviously, it would be financially just destroy everybody involved, but i like to see the bluff be called, personally.
1: But who knows? I do look forward to seeing the Kraken, though. Pretty cool-looking logo and jerseys and such. All right, it's, uh, I guess, any...
0: Yeah, marks, sorry. I,
2: I was no. on mute again. That's
0: why. <laughs> no problem. I was like, "All right, tough crowd. This is
2: <laughs> oh, <no. Don't, laughs> making maybe a I'm
0: like, "Okay, all right." <clears throat> one, thing
2: I,
3: one thing I will say about that is, kind of what was said about Winnipeg, is collar bluff and.
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
3: They've more than they've more than rung the bell. They've more than answered that bell, and I think it would be the same way. I think it would be the same way wherever you put a team in Canada, because.
1: Hockey is life up in Canada, Mm -hmm. but, but the corporate sponsors are
3: better down in America. That's for sure. Sure. That's for, for whatever reason, that's how it is.
0: Our money's better too. We have a stronger dollar and all that good stuff.
3: Yeah. That flip-flops though. It seems like every couple of years. Because it wasn't too long ago that the Canadian dollar was better, but if you're going to put another team in Canada, though, too, I would think we have a huge market that only has one team in Toronto. I don't see can't put a second team there. I know the Maple Leaf fans would hate it, and I know. I can't remember what they're called, but the media conglomerate that owns the Maple Leafs would hate it.
0: The TSN? Is that it?
3: No, Sportsnet? I, think it's, I think it's Sportsnet. I think it's whoever owns Sportsnet. That but, explains
1: why they get so much article, so many articles out about them.
3: But, yeah, it's just... That's a huge market. It's a hockey-crazy market. And Maple Leafs tickets are sold out through who the f- hell knows when.
1: Good save.
3: So, It uh, it would it would be a good it would be a good
1: way to capture those the runoff from that. I think it'd be interesting to see another team in Toronto too. Cool name too, Kraken. I mean, that's that's definitely unique. They didn't do you know like
0: Coyotes with the S. It's just we're the Seattle Kraken. They are just one giant Kraken, not
1: multiple of them. That's pretty cool. Stays true to the lore at least. But all right, uh, any closing remarks for you boys? Anything uh, you just want to add before we wrap this up and
0: get ready for next week?
2: Yeah, I gotta quit with this mute button, dude. I was just <laughs> yeah, talking no, make- for like fifteen what? seconds.
0: <laughs> all good, all good.
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, obviously, expansion—it's pretty exciting time as far as the leagues considered. Um, you know, I don't think we're gonna see what happened in Vegas. I think that was a perfect storm where you know they. And marched all the way to the Stanley Cup final, but um, yeah, that was crazy. It'll be cool to see, you know, how how they're built and you know what their strategy is going to be, and um, you know, it's it's always good. I, I think it's good for the league to balance out and have thirty two. So
0: it's nice, yeah, nice even number. Hopefully, you don't get too many more than that.
1: I'd be fine with just thirty two. No, uh, and it's going to be with Vegas. I mean. Teams learned
3: from the Vegas draft because how Vegas built wasn't necessarily through the draft. It was through all those picks and prospects teams sent them to please draft player A off of my team or please don't draft player B off of my team. Those <laughs> picks, and I mean, if this team was just Marchasol and Carlson still, would they be? nearly as scary as they are with Stone and Packy already, who they acquired for those picks. I don't Mm. think that. um, Oh, definitely not. I I don't think you're going to see quite as many trades like that happen this time as a result because Vegas just end Vegas hired a damn good GM and a damn good coach who decided early on, Hey, this is the style we are going to play. Let's find players that play this style, match this style, and go forward. And let's only focus on this style. Versus Chaika's bailing
1: where he was. Just add speed and hope it all connects somewhere else. Oh, but hey,
3: as we're just adding the speed, let's take this relatively slow skating Barrett Hayton with our fifth overall pick. Oh, yeah, let's add speed. Oh,
1: Lawson Krauss? Oh, I'll take him. Do I hear uh, resentment in your voice for that one? Just a little?
3: No, not resentment. It's just pick a style and go with it. He wanted to build a fast, fast skating team.
1: And then consistently went against that. Um... You all know where my resentment with the draft
3: resides. It's not Barrett Hayton, that's for sure.
1: Yep. So you could say <laughs> that we're
0: perhaps playing hockey the hard way? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you could say that.
0: <laughs> I, got a, I got the whiteout shirt somewhere. I'll have to dig it up for the next pod or something. It'll be our, <laughs> our new icon.
3: You should definitely that? wear that.
0: I will <laughs> dig it up. I'll look in the attic this week and find it
3: one thing I think we should touch on too real quick before we go, and I know this is late to do this, but what is your guys' thoughts on Leighton Ricardo joining the Ring of Honor?
1: It's funny, I actually
0: just got my Leighton Nicardo. I don't know if you got yours yet, but I just got it in the mail today. Like, finally, I was like, they asked my shirt size, I never got it, I was like, man, they just took my money and run, or what? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, she was a great kid. No denying that. And then, yeah, she was technically, you know, she had that one-day contract or whatever. But I'm unsure, to be honest with you. I really don't know. I've, I've thought about it, too. It's funny you bring this up. I have genuinely thought about it and was like, what, what do I think about this? I guess I really don't know. I don't really, like, uh, it's great that we're honoring her in such a way. And we've honored her so much already. I mean, we've had Skating for Leighton. We've had her other night sometime. We had the stickers on our helmets. We had the shirt donations. We've had so many things. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I really am kind of just on the fence, but not in a bad way. Like I'm cool with it.
1: Obviously, I'm not like, hey, you know, she doesn't deserve it or anything like that. But I definitely am on the fence. Yeah, I,
2: I, I like it. I, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, she, she did mean a lot too. You know, like the the franchise as a whole.
1: Oh. No, that's fine. I just stopped sharing the screen. It's all good. You're good. Oh, okay.
2: Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the
0: recording software—it's
2: awesome. Um, I'm I'm happy to see it. I didn't. I won't say that I expected it or anything like that because I I really didn't. Um, just for you know, kind of reasons that Tyler touched on. Um, you know, we we do the franchise does do a lot of cool stuff um, for her and or um, you know in her name and stuff like that and. You love to see it, um, but uh, this one has definitely took me by surprise, and I, I'm for it. I like it. What about you, Grandy? Personally,
3: I love it. I um, She made such an impact on the team. I mean, it really hit me. My TV broke over the last weekend due to down payment on car. I've been too broke to go out and buy a new one, so
1: I've been having to listen to the radio. And every time Lindsay Fry talks about her, you can
3: just, you can feel the emotion in her voice and you can just, yeah, it makes me emotional. And it, for this little girl to have had this much of an impact, I mean,
1: she definitely deserves it. And it's one of those things that's still there. Um, She definitely deserves being up there and it is. It is a great way to honor
3: her and her legacy and the way she's touched this team, in my opinion. Yep.
2: And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she's the first, um, I guess, non like hockey person, obviously. Gretzky's up there, but he coached us and is the great one, obviously. I'm, I'm pretty sure she's like you know, the the first person to go up there, um, that's that had nothing to do with actual hockey, right? I'm pretty sure she is, yeah.
3: Um,
0: yeah, me too. Pretty I sure.
3: know he was up there before he was a coach because...
0: He's the great one.
3: <laughs> he's the great right one. In the,
0: league. the league did something for that, didn't they? Have Everyone has him in his ring of honor or something like that?
3: I can't remember if everyone has him in their ring of honor.
1: I know they did it so with... Technically the...
3: technically, the number 99 is not retired. It's just good luck ever taking it.
0: Well, I think yeah. supposedly you can't use ninety nine zero and double zero. I think it was like only three numbers you can't pick, or that's what I read somewhere on the internet. That's what I—I I don't know how true it is or not, but
3: I don't think ninety nine is that you can't use zero or double zero.
0: Which is good. It's such a weird number to take.
3: Um, it shouldn't be. I think, but it's not really a hockey number. It should be a football number, in my opinion. But um, ninety nine is done because. That's the great one. I mean,
1: we we can wax, we can wax poetic about Gretzky anytime we want, but yeah, that's it's why weird. I, seeing
0: but... people uh dis Gretzky, I see a lot of younger fans being like, "Oh, he's not that great." So and so, I'm like, "Bro, what? <laughs> How do you even remotely like?" No one has dominated their sport
1: more than Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, no Gretzky one has ever done that.
3: Wayne Gretzky and his brother. Own the goals. Own the record for the most goals scored by a brother duo in league history. His brother has On four On top
0: goals. of all the rest of those awards, the accolades they have. So yeah. many of them.
3: His his brother has four goals. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean
1: I'm helping. I'm <laughs> do I'm doing my part.
3: <laughs> I mean it's such it's such You can go down the list and it's like there's a million records that just amaze you about Gretzky like take away all of a sudden he gets discredited for every single goal he ever scored in league history. He's still first all time in points.
0: this is crazy like how I mean Jordan was obviously he's one of the greatest of all time too if not the, but like no one dominated like Gretzky. no one utterly owned their sport like he did. That's what's crazy to me.
3: There is far more of a debate for the fat for LeBron James being better than Michael Jordan than there is anybody in hockey being better than Gretzky.
1: Generally, if you sit there and say someone's better than Gretzky, it's because you hate Gretzky for some reason. Yeah. No, I agree. It's
3: it's and there's a lot of people out there that hate Gretzky. There's a lot of people that argue this because they
1: hate Gretzky, but. Oh, man, Gretzky was just phenomenal. Champion. Just amazingly, you
0: know, I looked it up too. my buddy. He's a huge basketball. And he just talked about it. He's, he just said, like, wow, Gretzky really owned him. Like, yeah, no one has dominated. Like I said, three times already. No one. I just can't get over that. How much of a sheer domination he had over a sport. Yep. I mean, no question.
1: I mean, the absolute no-question goat. That is just fantastic. His best teammate was Pierre the Snowman, though. Changed my mind. <laughs>
0: best teammate you could ever ask for. It was Pierre, right? Yeah, it was Pierre. Right? I'm pretty sure it's Pierre. The little yeah. snowman.
3: Yeah. And how he... Oh, my God. Remember
0: that? I woke up a uh, memory you didn't know you had. You're welcome.
3: I I closed that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He <laughs>
3: left what one season?
0: I think something like that. Yeah, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, it was something like that. Good old Pierre. <laughs> whose idea I don't know. I can't get I I don't know whose idea that was. Again, hockey the hard one, hockey that way. Not your dad's original six and Pierre. Like, what are you doing? What were we doing? Was that
1: even real? Did we just dream that part of Coyote's history? <laughs> oh god. What's was the other tagline?
0: We had Hockey the Hard Way, Night Dad's Original 6. What was the other one they actually apologized for? Remember that? A couple of years ago, they apologized for a couple of them. What was the other one that was kind of cringe? I don't remember what it was
1: off the top of my head. I'll remember it when we leave the podcast, of course. And I'll be like, oh, hey, I found it. Oh, I'm sure. I can't remember what it is. But, anywho, uh, you guys have any closing remarks for reels this time? Not I'm good. Thanks
2: for tuning in, and always Especially a talking with
1: you, boys. Yeah. German, yeah. Actually, before we
0: go, if I don't mind taking the limelight for a second, I received an email. We are ranked 144 in the United States for hockey, which is amazing, for a small market team and a new podcast, I mean, I just thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. I think I speak for all of us. But the most intriguing news was, for some reason, the Germans have ranked us 113 in hockey and Apple podcasts. So I don't <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, I really, or should I say, uh, danke. Uh, I really appreciate that.
1: Yes. I think I'm th-
0: German.
3: We appreciate all the listens. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the feedback, all the comments. One of these days we'll remember to plug our Twitter handle and Twitter handles. Yes. Like- Follow us on there.
0: Actually, and... don't follow me Not after this episode. I came out as a Red Wings fan, being my second favorite team, and what I said about Leighton, I'm screwed, bro. I ain't put my Twitter nowhere. Nowhere <laughs> is my Twitter going
1: anywhere. <laughs> <Are> you <laughs> but, kidding uh, me?
3: Well, at least follow the pod, which <laughs> is I
1: guess,
3: at Chirpin Pod. Simple. Just follow that, and You'll get to take part in the polls. you'll get to take part in eventually we'll try to get some questions in here once we get enough of a following um
0: and some guests
3: yeah, some we'll get some guests one of these days. We have Connor for sure that needs to be on here.
0: we I got Conor one too lined up and ready.
1: on here sure. um but yeah thank you all, all right for the support. thank you all for the listens And we're here to keep at it. Yes, sir. Always good talking hockey with the boys. You guys have a good night. You too, guys.
0: And see you guys next time on the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. Have a good night. See you next week.